Hello and welcome to Posting Up, the Washington Post NBA podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bontemps, National NBA Editor for the Washington Post. We are now officially one week from the start of the NBA season. Uh, training camps open a week from today, Monday, uh, the 24th of September. Uh, excited to get going here, excited to get started. And as we are a week away from camp opening, wanted to have kind of the beginning of the season kick off here with a few pods this week and have one each day uh, with somebody else from around the country talking about uh, some of the teams that I think are going to be really interesting this year, uh, but are also a little bit under the radar. You know, we're not talking about necessarily Golden State or, um, you know, Boston or Toronto, you know, kind of kind of the obvious uh, flashpoint teams. Going to look at some that are a little bit under the radar, beginning with uh, John Krasinski from The Athletic talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I was already really interested in. We recorded this actually uh, the day before, um, you know, the day before John uh, broke the story that Jimmy Butler was going to meet with uh, Tom Thibodeau today uh, in Minnesota to talk about his future there. So um, uh, that's a, a little bit missing from the pod, but we got all into uh, what's going on with Jimmy, what's going on with Carl Towns, what's going on with Tom Thibodeau, uh, with Andrew Wiggins, uh, the tumultuous offseason that they've had, the fact that they made the playoffs for the first time in 14 seasons, and uh, there's still a lot of turmoil there and a lot of stress. Uh, I think it was a fun pod. John does an incredible job covering the Wolves, so I think it'll be a fun listen. So uh, without... Any further delay on my part, let's get to my conversation with John Krasinski. All right, John, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, who would have thought that the Wolves would be in as tumultuous a time as they've been over the past 15 years after they made the playoffs for the first time in more than a decade? But that is, uh, that is the situation that we find ourselves in in Minnesota. Yeah, it really is, Tim. I mean, you know, you, you hit it on the head. It, I mean, you'd expect that, okay, the Timberwolves, they win 47 games. They have two all-stars. They make the playoffs for the first time since 2004. They sell out 18 home games, which is the most they've had since 1990-91 season. You know, you'd think that there'd just be all of these good feelings and that you'd figure, okay, the franchise feels like it. It's hitting a springboard and and jumping back into relevance and 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 everything's going to be great and uh, you know that's just that's not it right now right now there's a lot of um, concern and 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 consternation about the sustainability of everything I think you know it's it's really going to be interesting because Tom Thibodeau uh, has a lot on his resume here that he can point to and be proud of in terms of the progress that has been made and some of the things that have been done here that haven't been done in so long. But at the same time, you know, when you have kind of the undercurrent of, of tension that, that is, that is lingering between some of the younger guys and, and some of the established bulls or ex bulls, um, you, you just do got to wonder, can they hold this thing together? Can they get everyone on the same page and make sure that that thing that last year was a springboard and wasn't sort of a, just a flash in the pan. Well, let's start with let's start with kind of the biggest. I mean, there's several big looming questions over the franchise, but the first one is um, the situation involving uh, Carl Towns, who mm-hmm. uh, is in the middle of negotiations. I assume for a contract extension, he has not been given one. Uh, Devin Booker, his good buddy, signed one with the uh, with the Phoenix Suns a couple of months ago, about as early as he could. Um, there really has not been any talk about Carl getting extended. Um, just other than that, it hasn't happened. 
Uh, and I, I'm just curious as somebody who's as plugged in there as anybody, what, what is keeping this deal from getting done in your opinion? And, um, how big of a concern is it that it's not done already? Well, uh, you know, you, I, I reported it earlier this summer. They, they have, the Timberwolves have put a max extension offer in town's lap. Like, so they've made the offer and, and so far we don't have a deal. And yeah, I think it, the closer that you get to the start of training camp and certainly, you know, the opening of the preseason and things like that without a deal, uh, there is more cause for concern. Now, the, the organization went through something similar last year with Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, but at the problem or the difference being that Andrew kind of went through this this late agent change and is kind of trying to embark on a new sort of uh venture that's kind of clutch sports like with LeBron where he's really trying to take more control of his his business and and things like that and and so that just threw a monkey wrench into the uh the negotiations last year everyone knew last year that Wiggins was eventually going to sign the deal and that it was going to get done and it's just they had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get there with Towns it's a little more complicated um you know, he does have the offer in front of him. He has not signed it. Um, and, you know, there, there are a lot of factors, I think, that are playing into his uh, the reason that that is not happening. So now. what are and, they? Let's run through and them. So let's run through them. Um, one is that I, I think that there is some concern from Towns that he's not necessarily the valued as much as he believes that he should be. Now, part of that could be, hey, this is a, you know, a young kid who's still trying to figure things out and and maybe there's a little bit of of uh, you know, I don't know what do you want to call it entitlement or whatever. Um, but this is certainly an organization that has been built a little bit more around Jimmy Butler uh, since he arrived. He's Tibbs's guy and and so there there's a part of towns that that feels like, hey, you know, am I, am I on the same level as, as Jimmy or what? And one of the reasons that is, is because, you know, Tibbs did decide to let Vince LaGarza go, who was an assistant coach on the team has been one of Carl Anthony Towns like right hand guys since he came into the league as a rookie, a real confidant of cats. And, and, and Tibbs made that decision without consulting Carl at all. And I, I know that didn't sit well with Carl. Um, and and so whether or not you should have asked permission or that, but at least from the town's perspective, that at least let know what, what you're doing here and what you're reading. You that from, you know, then you kind of look at others. Else, maybe he's looking for not a five-year deal, but a player option. Hey, do me a favor. You uh, you cut out for a minute. Um, can you just go back to where you were talking about Lagarza and just start over? I apologize. Yes. That. Um, so uh, one of the one of the reasons that that Carl could be looking at as a as a possible thing thorn in his side is that uh, Tom Thibodeau decided to part with Vince Lagarza, the assistant coach, um, at the end of last season, and Vince has been Carl's guy since he landed uh, in Minnesota as a rookie. He was a player development guy at first, got uh, uh, elevated to a full-time assistant coach, and he was the guy that would run Carl through pregame warm-ups, who would work with him in practice, who really became a confidant of Carl's. And, and, was, and, and was there any was it was it was there anything other than 
was there any any real reason why that was done other than just to potentially antagonize one of the team's best players? Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was to antagonize. No, but I don't I don't mean I don't mean that it I don't mean that was why. I guess right. what I mean is was there was there actually a good reason to antagonize one of the team's best players in your opinion, right. or did, uh, was this just done? In my, my opinion, impression, it, it was just done. <laughs> yeah, that that's my impression as well, Tim. And um, there have been a few kind of. Uh, wild speculative rumors that have gone around about it, but um, but nothing substantiated yet. We have asked Tom Thibodeau about it. He has declined to offer any kind of a a real reason for it, just saying that it was his decision and 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 this is what he wanted to do. Um, now, one thing to note is that Vince Lagarza is a guy who uh, Tom Thibodeau inherited when he took over the job. He did not bring right. Vince in himself, and so. You know, as you look at a coach who has surrounded himself with a, a bunch of ex-Bulls players and, and a bunch of coaches that he has been uh, in the foxhole with at previous stops, right. uh, Vince was not one of those guys. Uh, the only guy left uh, on this staff that was that that was inherited is Ryan Saunders, and and Ryan is untouchable. Glenn Taylor will not would not let uh, Tibbs fire Ryan, even if he wanted to, which I, I, I don't know that he does or doesn't, but, sure. um, but, uh, so, um, there, there's been kind of a, 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 a continued move away from the old Timberwolves to the Tibbs Timberwolves. And, and so, um, but the bottom line is, is that, uh, Carl Anthony Towns was not consulted, uh, on this move. And I don't think it sat well with him. Now that doesn't mean you have to ask Carl's permission to to make this move and say hey Carl we know this is your guy can we can we let him go but I do think that what Carl would have wanted was someone to say hey Carl we are we have made this decision we think this is going to help the team here's why and here's our plan going forward to um to 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 help you continue to to become a better player and and that this discussion did not happen before before this and uh, this was made, this move was made, and and I don't think that sat well with Carl. And so it's it's kind of you know it, it, it's 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 things like that and and lack of communication that has has really kind of made Carl um, wonder about what uh, what you know what his role is here and 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 how they picture him going forward. And then you know you, you also look at it as there there could be a negotiating ploy here too. On Towns's part, maybe to get uh, a, a player option on that last year of the deal, maybe to throw in a trade kicker or other other elements uh, that that can be negotiated into a max deal in the player's favor, and and so those are all things I think all elements that are that are kind of playing into this thing really dragging out, and I think Carl's trying to send a little message here um, before before he shows up for camp. Is your expectation that this gets done? You know, I know the Timberwolves internally believe that it gets done. And you do look at the history of this, Tim. I mean, you know as well as I do, there's not many rookies that, you know, I don't think any in this new collective bargaining no one, agreement. No one has, ever, down. No one has yeah. ever turned down a max extension. Right. Guy so, like Greg Monroe took the qualifying offer instead of less than the max, and a couple other guys have, but, like, no one's ever been offered a max. Yeah, and so, like, I, I, I would think – that it will will get done just with the amount of money and like you know 
you actually, let's say it got to a point where he wanted to be traded or something like that. I still think you take the money now and, and work the, all that stuff out later if it gets to that point. But um, that said also, Carl is a guy who's played every single game since he has stepped foot in the league. He believes rightly or wrongly that he's bulletproof so kind of any concerns about injuries or things like that I don't think are going to be scare tactics for towns in this situation I think no nope. you know, what what they're going to need is whenever he gets into town which by the way he and Wiggins and Jimmy Butler still are not in town um you know there has to be some forthright conversations some adult conversations with with everybody, with Glenn Taylor, with Tom Thibodeau, with Scott Layden, with probably with Jimmy Butler as well, before he makes the decision that, yes, I am going to commit long term to this situation. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an interesting, uh, it's certainly an interesting situation to monitor. Now, you mentioned Jimmy a couple of times. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of an interesting first year for him in Minnesota on a lot of levels. There's clearly some friction with him and the young fellas in terms of uh, what he expects from them, what they've done. Um, you know, he's now a year from free agency when he's going to get a lot of money um, and may wind up not re-signing with the Timberwolves. Um, where do you kind of uh, sit on the entire uh, Jimmy Butler experience now that we are, you know, eight, you know, nine or ten months away from him hitting the open market? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no I, – I don't think there's any disputing that he had an incredibly positive impact on the on the team from a win-loss competitive standpoint last year. I mean, you know, his uh, his win shares are, are off the charts. I think they were the fourth highest in the league when it comes to, uh, to uh, real plus minus and his effect on the outcomes of games. And, and, and so he, he was every bit what Tibbs could have asked uh, from, from that perspective. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that he still is not on completely on the same page with, with the young guys. And that's a work in progress. And there still is absolutely no guarantee and, and that, that he's going to sign an extension with this team at the end of this year. And I would, I would say, you know, I don't know what the odds are, but I mean, 50-50 at best, I think right now that, that he's going to stay here and it may be even, even less than that. So, you know, when you talk about this team and sort of the stakes that as they enter this season, I mean, they couldn't be higher for, for the, the next five, six, eight, ten years of this franchise when you talk about you have to figure out if Jimmy Butler is going to be here long term. You have to try and get Carl Anthony Towns signed for, for his long term extension. You have to decide if Tom Thibodeau is, is going to be the guy who leads this team uh, going forward. Uh, and all of those things are going to kind of come to a head this season. They're going to make those decisions this season. And, and so um, Butler is certainly squarely in the middle of that. And, and there is no one in Target Center right now and, and in this organization that I know that can say without a doubt 100% or even 90 or 85% that Jimmy Butler is going to be here long term. I mean, Tom Thibodeau is speaking very confidently that he's saying this is the best spot for him and, and we're going to convince him that this is going to be the place for him where he can win the most and, 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 and maximize things. But I know that there are doubts uh, in the Jimmy Butler camp about that. And, and, and there's still a lot of proving that has to be done in his eyes that this is the best spot for him. 
If, is there any possibility that Tibbs would trade him before the deadline if they didn't get the right vibes and he would stick around? See, I, I, I have a hard time believing it, Tim. And, and you know, there absolutely for is the an record, argument. For the record, so do I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there, there's an argument to be made that um, – that you you if if okay you don't have Jimmy Butler locked in right now long term he's not telling you that yes this is the place I want to be that you 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 could look at trading him right now and or earlier this summer and trying to maximize that asset certainly if things are not going well by January I think it would be incumbent upon the Wolves to explore that idea and and to really look at that because if you lose him for nothing that'd be devastating right um. But I, I think that it's going to, I think Tibbs is going to be hard pressed to part with him. I mean, he is, he is the, the embodiment of Thibodeau from a, from a player standpoint. And, and he backs Tibbs to the hilt. And um, I think that there's a sense that if Tibbs has to trade Butler and say goodbye to Butler, he may be saying goodbye to this job as well. And, and so that's going to be the real thing to watch this season if they don't get off to a good start and if they aren't right in the middle of things because if they you know if they have to get to a point where they do have to look at trading Jimmy I think it might come from above Tom Thibodeau and and not from Tom Thibodeau himself yeah I would agree with that and and I'll I'll get to other the the Tibbs component is something I want to get to but I want to ask you about Wiggins first I mean there's been rumblings that Wiggins is not thrilled with the role he's in there um, I think many people would argue, including myself, that he's, he's probably overpaid for what his actual production has been so far. Um, do you, is there, where is kind of that situation in your mind and uh, kind of along the same lines? Is, is there a possibility in your mind that he is potentially somewhere else by the end of the season? Well, I, you know, I would say he, Wiggins is the hardest to read of, of this whole group because he's incredibly quiet. You don't hear anything from him or from anybody in his camp or anything like that. He just doesn't, he doesn't engage that way. Um, he said himself at the end of last season that he thought he underperformed. And so now the question becomes, what are you going to see in that regard going into this season? Is he going to be the guy who does some internal soul searching and says, I got to work harder. I got to commit to this more. I got to do more now, that, especially now that the, the max contract is kicking in. To, to kind of pull my weight. Right. Um, we don't know. We don't know yet, to be honest, Tim, about that and what, what he's going to do. I do think that he got better last year. Um, I thought that he was better defensively than he has been um, in his first three years. Um, but that absolutely he and Jimmy sort of, not that they didn't get along, but their games are so similar that I think they were trying to figure out how to um, – work together and play together without tripping on each other. Right. They're both mid-range guys. They're both get to the free throw line and, 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 and use possessions guys. And, and so, so there was, there was some, them, some struggles in that regard. So um, year two, it, it should, you know, they should be able to, to work better and figure each other out a little bit more. But when you talk about, you know, trading Wiggins, the real problem with that right now, especially Tim, is that I don't know what his value is across the league. Um, you know, there always is going to be, you know, a GM that looks at that athletic ability and the former number one overall pick, and he has been a good scorer in this league and say, you know, I can reach him the way that Tibbs and Layden couldn't. 
and would probably take a chance to trade for him. But they're not going to be giving a a ton back in return probably for that. And so for the Wolves, if they're going to trade one of their top three guys in a year where they absolutely have to win, you got to get reasonable talent in return for him. And I just don't know that they're going to be able to do that. And, and so that's why I do think that, you know, the odds of him being here are higher just because you're not going to get a bunch of teams that are going to blow you over with offers um, of, of a lot of talent in return to, to take that big contract off of your hands. If you enjoyed this podcast and are interested in learning more about the NBA, you can get my weekly NBA newsletter, the Monday Morning Post-Up, delivered right to your inbox every Monday morning at 8 a.m. To do so, please go to wapo.st slash postupnewsletter to subscribe. You'll get an original column from me, links to my work from the past week, links to work from both my colleagues at the Washington Post and other writers from around the web about the league, a viewing guide for the week ahead, and some dining and pop culture recommendations. Again, to subscribe to the Monday Morning Post-Up, please go to wapo.st slash postupnewsletter and start your week off right with everything you need to know about the NBA. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. And it, it, it leaves them, I mean, it's one of many interesting decisions that are in front of this squad because, you know, they, they're, they're stuck between, you know, they should be on the upswing and, you know, having made, finally made the playoffs and, and, you know, having this core of that should be a pretty good uh, group to go forward with. But at the same time, you've got questions about all three of them in terms of their commitment to the franchise and to their long-term direction that, make it difficult to figure out what what actual direction they're going to go in. Yeah, and and the, and the, the the real problem so far Tim is that it's we're all this right now that we're talking about and really all the Timberwolves internally are doing right now is kind of trying to forecast and speculate and project because they they haven't been around these guys all summer and we nobody has seen these guys for months. Um and so it you know it's hard to say exactly what their state of mind is, what their can, you know, what kind of shape they're in, what what work they've done on their respective games until you get them in town here. You know, there's a lot of teams that uh, have gotten together in the Bahamas or L.A. or or Miami or or places and and had these big runs together and and have worked out and and are are gearing up for training camp and. And the Wolves haven't done that. Uh, they're, you know, right now in town, and it's 86 degrees here today, so the, it's beautiful weather. But um, the only guys that are in town right now for the Wolves are Tyus Jones, who lives here, uh, Jeff Teague, who just got into town, uh, Anthony Tolliver, whose kids go to school here, and, um, and then the rookies. Um, and so none of the other guys have come in yet to really meet, to talk, to see each other face-to-face to really kind of show what they've been working on and all that stuff. It, they could show up in a week, Tim, and say, and, and have a couple conversations and, and reach some kind of accords and, and things, you know, just kind of jump off from there. But, but there's just so much uncertainty because nobody's seen anybody so far. Well, and to be clear, for people that don't know, generally guys show up after Labor Day and start right. playing. So the fact yep. that, the fact, you know, yes, training camp starts and, uh, you know, we're recording this, 
about 10 days before camp. It'll come out sometime the week before. But um, while it is, it is, it is, it, it is, guys don't have to show up until training camp starts. Generally, everybody is there a couple weeks early. So the yeah. fact that the fact that no one is around 10 days before is kind of emblematic of the uh, chemistry questions that, that have uh, abounded around the Wolves for the past year now. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's it. And, you know, what Tibbs and Layton have said in their in their rare availabilities this summer is that, hey, everything's overblown. You guys are making too much out of this. It's not a big deal. We're you know, once everyone gets to camp, we you know, we we're going to take off and it's going to be just fine. Just trust us. And that could happen, Tim. That absolutely could happen. They maybe they're right about it. But so far, the evidence that we have seen all summer long is that there are issues that need to be worked through. And, and yeah, that, you know, little things like this, again, like another little thing that you don't want to make too much of, but is another indicator is in Las Vegas, you, you know, you've, you've seen it, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, everyone comes out and watches their team play in a summer league game or two. They, they get some run with them in a practice. They they get some workouts. With I don't know. If, I don't Wall. know if I go quite that far, but they definitely yep. they definitely watch at the minute. They come out and watch. They, you know, yeah, <laughs> they're they, around. They, they're they're around. around. They you know they talk to the coaches. They yes. they talk to these players. All this stuff. No one from the Wolves. No one. <laughs> so you know it, these yes. are you know these are little things that collectively you look at and say, okay, this is the only evidence that we have to go on right now that that everything is not just great but you know again it, it could all turn around once everyone gets in the same room and in the in the same gym but for now the concerns are i believe legitimate oh i i don't think there's any doubt they're legitimate i mean look there, there's there's been rumblings about issues going back for at least a year there's issues with the owner and the coach i mean there, there's issues there's issues all over the place um, and that and that brings us to to Tibbs, the omnipotent uh, head of the franchise. And I mean, look, you've hinted at this uh, privately for over a year now. But what would you give the odds on the fa- on Tom Thibodeau no longer being in charge of the Wolves this time a year from now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is the make or break season for him. So, um, you know, if they come in. And- so in other words, a lot higher than a lot of people would probably think. Maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. I, yeah. It, it could be. I'm not, you know, I, I guess I'm I, not saying I you're, I'm not saying you're guaranteeing it. I guess. No, my, but, but I think a lot of people would say we're two years into the Tibbs era, right? Mm-hmm. They make yep. the Jimmy Butler trade. That's, that's a good trade. Cause you get Jimmy Butler and that's always a win. Yep. Uh, they make the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. Uh, they win close to 50 games. Uh, like things should be very positive, but again, like all of this stuff, there's this, there's a lot of undercurrents there that, I uh, don't point in the direction of this going well. And if, you know, I, I guess what I mean is I think a lot of people would look yeah. at it the bigger picture and say, well, there's no way that Tibbs would get let go after this year, no matter what, basically. And I don't think you would agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think, it, it, yeah, it, it's a make or break season for him. And so, um, you know, if, if they continue to, to, to play well, if they win 50 games and they're, you know, they're, they're in the playoffs and, Either they win a series or let's say there it's a it's a two seven situation or something where they go um, they go six, seven games really hard fought in that first round and they show a lot of progress. Yeah, then then he comes back and and he he gets to kind of finish off the job that that he's been doing and, and build on the successes that he's had if 
they go into the season and the chemistry issues continue and they miss the playoffs in a very tough West or they get summarily dismissed in the first round again, something like that, then he's absolutely in real trouble. Um, you know, he, in his first two years, he has, he has had a lot of positives. He's won a lot of games. He got them into the playoffs. He brought Jimmy Butler aside from the PR side, from the media side. And That's right. Stuff. And, and, and so, so he, you know, he hasn't exactly built a lot of bridges in the organization that way, but I, you know, I will say you talk to people behind the scenes this summer and he has been more accessible and engaging this summer than he than he was in the first two years. And I think that all contributes to him knowing that this is make or break, that it's time that he has to do some of these things or else it's only going to make, uh, you know, any decision to part with him easier if he doesn't have uh, any any kind of relationships, allies internally that way and so um whenever you see or hear about someone you know, making significant adjustments like that you do wonder okay has has a message been delivered that way and i think you know he's never going to be you know the politician and shaking hands and kissing babies well he's not no steve he's not steve Kerr, Kerr. Right? he's not he's not gonna be that guy but there there can be changes that he can make to um to help himself in the organization. And there are people that said he has been doing that. And so we'll see, but we'll see how that, 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 that works going forward. But yes, I mean, this is it, you know, this is a critical season for him. He's got to get towns in and on board. Um, He's got to, he's got to keep the wins coming and increase from the year before. And he's got to prove that to Jimmy Butler, that, that this is the place for him to be as well. And, if if those things don't happen, that yeah, there there absolutely could be big changes afoot. Um, again, I, I I think there's still a realistic possibility that that they do that they do come together, that they do harness all of this talent that they have and win a bunch of games and 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 put some of these issues behind them. But but there are absolutely issues that have to be taken care of to make sure that he's around here going forward. When you say it's a make or break season for him, uh, what would break? Yeah, I mean, if if, is it just missing the playoffs? If they don't make the playoffs, yeah, I would say you know if they don't make the playoffs, I'd say he's in real, real trouble. Um, If they, you know, um, if they just get swept in the first round, uh, that could be an issue as well. But of course, Tim, you also have to say as we talk about these hypotheticals, it kind of depends on the context of the season as well, too. I mean, you know, if, if the guys do come together and show that you know, that they're playing really hard, that they've bought in, that they've found a cohesion uh, that they didn't have before. And let's just say that the West is historically difficult and that these guys somehow see the Warriors in the first round and get bounced. You know, that that changes things that changes how you evaluate success. Um, Sure. But yeah, but if you know, if they are going through a, a season where they're just really, really grinding and and they're still dealing with personality conflicts and chemistry issues and and they just barely make the playoffs and and then there's this angst that hangs over things and they get and they get run out quickly yeah then again he's gonna have a lot of hard questions to answer and um and he's going to he's really gonna have to show some things to make sure that he's still here do you um how much of an impact do you think law dang is going to have? um it's gonna be really interesting because 
I, you know, I, I've been told that you know, he's been told already that he's not coming in to play heavy minutes right away. I mean, I mean, I know that there's a lot of kind of consternation in Wolves land in in Wolves Twitter and and fandom about, oh my gosh, here's another ex bull that's coming in and he's going to take minutes from Josh Akogi or from some of the young guys right. that deserve it. And, right. and I think at least early on, right now, they've they've said to him, Luol, you know, we want you to come in. And you'll have a chance to play, but we already have sort of a rotation that's set. And, you know, if there's an injury or if one of these younger guys looks overwhelmed early, that's when we'll go to you. And and so they're relying on him to be sort of more of a, a safety net than a guy that they're really going to rely on to contribute a lot right away. And uh, they're hoping that he can help in the locker room as well. Now, you know, they've lost... This 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 summer they lost Jamal Crawford, they lost Cole Aldrich, who both you know weren't helping a ton on the court. Um, you know, you know Jamal was a good scorer for them, but hurt them defensively. Uh, Cole didn't play at all, but those were kind of glue guys in the locker room. They they tried to bridge the gaps that that existed and and bring people together. And so I think Luol can and Anthony Tolliver, I think are two guys that can kind of try and fill those shoes and and see, you know, if they can, as respected veterans, as good guys who who relate well to, to everyone, if they can kind of come in and smooth over any wrinkles that exist and try and help out in that regard. So they'll rely on on the wall a lot to, 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 to try and, and do some of that work behind the scenes as well. I think he's actually going to help them a decent mm-hmm. amount. I, I think he could have helped the Lakers last year. Yeah, he could still play for the minimum. You know, for the vet minimum, we can all snicker about Timber Bulls and oh Tibbs. You know, bringing another guy in that's that that he played for him. Like, get a little more creative. But I think the guy can still play. And and when you're talking about a vet minimum deal, I mean, you know, who else is out there that's that's a much better option? Than Luol Deng, I, I don't know that you can make a, a case for him. No, it's, it's fine. fine. Now, now here, now here's the other question: Is the only reason the Wolves are currently saying they're not interested in Joakim Noah if he gets bought out uh, or waived, I should say, because they're too close to the tax yes. to sign another yes. guy? Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's exactly yeah. If I'm they, you know, if they had room, um, yeah, I, I think they they would entertain it. Um, and I and I guess my thing is, I won't. It won't surprise me if they find out find a way to. Have I guess. Him. At, yeah, at some point, maybe it's possible um, that they that they could do that. Uh, you know, if you say goodbye to Nunnally or somebody like that. Um, but at sure. the same time, you know, if you're going to do that, you better make sure that 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 he can help you because they're already big, heavy as it is, and and um, maybe he could help you defensively a little bit. But if you're gonna let's let's say like one of the guys that they could move is. James Nutley, who they they're bringing in from Europe, and but he's a shooter, and and they need shooting more than anything. And so, if you're going to cut ties with a shooter to bring in uh, another big, who let's say let's face it, we don't know where he's at physically and all of that, that would be a tough sell. Um, but yeah, right now they're just right up against the cap, and so there's they, they can't fit that in, and so that's why. That'll be the biggest reason, if any, that that they don't bring him. In. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of where I'm at too. What is your? I know I know we're still a week away from preseason so starting, so there's a lot to happen. But 
last thing for you. What What is your expectation? Do you think this team makes the playoffs, or do you think that the combination, uh, obviously assuming health yeah. for everybody around the league, uh, is the combination of the depth in the West and the, the obvious – uh, chemistry issues that are at least currently existing here too much for them. Yeah. You know, problem. Tim, I, I, I am one that I, I just have to believe they're going to find a way. Yeah. Provided they stay healthy. Now, if Jimmy misses another 20 games, you know, that changes everything. Right. right? So, but right. It, assuming right. Jimmy can, can play 70 games. And people do, people, people do forget that they, they did win 47 yeah. games last year with him missing. They, a yeah. He missed 23 and they won, they still won 47, which is, so they, they have talent on their team, especially in the starting five. But I also think uh, Tibbs did a good job of upgrading the bench to to give him a group that he'll trust a little bit more to play this year. So I think that from a pure talent standpoint, um, and I think from a competitive standpoint, I, I just think they're going to find a way to put all, some of these issues behind them. And once they get out there, compete and, and, and go for it. And so I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I, I am, I am concerned about chemistry issues. I'm concerned that Carl can get and You wonder about the, the possibilities. I do think that their spell of best case scenario and worst case scenario is about as wide as both teams in the league. Like they could crater and, and, and implode and miss the playoffs and, have to fire everyone. I mean, that's a that's a real possibility. But I do still think that with the talent that they have and the pride and all those things involved, I think they're going to end up winning north of you know forty eight games, and they're going to get in. Um, that's that's just that's that's the impression that I get, and and what what I see on paper with them. Yeah, I, I'm with you there too. It's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting season to see how it all shakes out uh in minneapolis there's no doubt about that but but uh thanks for the time man i appreciate it i'll let you bounce and get ready for the last let you enjoy the last few hours of your freedom before things get going but um let people know where they can find you on social media and let them know what to look for including your uh your excellent rj adelman yeah thanks uh yeah so it's at john krasinski not the actor j-o-n-k-r-a-w-c-z-y-n-s-k-i on twitter i'm at the athletic minister so um, we got a lot of great content there with Robson and Rule stuff. I do have a long feature on him and his untimely death and kind of the around the league uh, that's that's on there right now. And we'll have a ton more of Timberwolves stuff and NBA stuff coming in the coming weeks. So I encourage people to come by theathletic.com and check us out and and uh, hit me up on Twitter. So uh, thanks again for having me, Tim. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely, man. And and, and I encourage everybody to go read that feature. It's quite good. So um, thanks. Thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll I'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good. Thank you again to John Krasinski for doing the podcast. Really appreciate it. Be sure to go follow him on Twitter. Check out his work. He does an awesome job covering the Wolves and the rest of the league for The Athletic. Um, a good friend of mine, really good dude. So definitely go check out his stuff. As for me, you can find my work on Twitter at Tim Bontemps, on Facebook at Tim Bontemps NBA, and the pages of the Washington Post are on our website at WashingtonPost.com sports. Please go give the podcast a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, it really helps us out when you do that. So thank you for doing so. Uh, go support Glenn Yoder in the Western States. Get to the theme music for the pod, which a lot of people love. Uh, so go give them some uh, some of your money if you can and, and get their albums and check them out. Seen them in concert. 
They're great. Um, go check out some of our other podcasts, like Can He Do That, uh, Constitutional, Letters from War. Uh, got a lot of great stuff. We have more stuff coming uh, down the pipe. Uh, it's going to be really cool stuff. Uh, we have a great audio team. Be sure to go support them and check out all of our other stuff on a whole host of topics uh, over at um, WashingtonPost.com slash podcast. Um, thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you all again soon.